cinema, baby. Hi, and welcome to Cinema Baby. I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Jessica and Paige, and today we are talking about the kind of surprise Oscar noms for The Zone of Interest. Um, Came out with five nominations for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best International Feature, and Best Sound this week, we just found out. Um, So excited to hear y'all's thoughts on this movie I kind of gave away my thoughts a little bit earlier this week that's fine (laughs) haven't heard about haven't heard from you gals um about it so I am excited to talk to you guys about it I'm also interested to talk about and find about my thoughts as well because I'm not really sure about them Mm. (laughs) are you going to be working through them live it will be a live reaction I've had quite a busy week in between have seeing this film and to now recording and honestly even if I didn't I still am not sure what I would say so excited to see what I have to say <laughs> see what just comes out and about <laughs> exactly um Sarah I would love to, I haven't seen either of you guys in it what seems to be years um so I'm excited to find out what your vibes are in the week specifically um but also just in general how are you how's it going Sarah please tell me um good um my vibe of the week I couldn't exactly find an exact vibe um so I'm making my own in a sense love that um so my vibe of the week is a reverse don't look up so in the movie don't look up uh Leonardo DiCaprio right yeah I just totally Mm -hmm. questioned who the main actor was um and Jennifer Lawrence are trying to warn public and panicking about telling the public about um the world ending and i feel reverse i feel like everyone thinks the world is ending because of these oscar nominations and i need everyone to calm down Mm. um so that's my vibe of the week yeah you're saying guys don't don't look up just don't Don't it's unnecessary don't actually look up it's fine everything's fine guys interesting okay love that Jessica, what you got? Mine's a little bit random. Um, I selected the movie Mona Lisa Smile. Have you guys watched that? I think we just talked about that, right? I just watched that movie for the first time like last week and I love it. I do too. It's a really interesting um, movie. Um, Julia, um, I almost said Andrews, Julia Roberts as an art professor. Um, So I chose this movie for two reasons. One I am studying again, and it's really actually tragic. I hate it. Um, mm. But I'm sp- I'm in this weird part of my studying that it's like these textbooks about a really dull exam are trying to be really artsy-fartsy and how they're explaining things. I'm like, okay, I get it. So a lot of fluff in there. But the main reason I picked this is have you guys heard this new expression, or maybe it's you know new to me at least. I will preface that because I usually am behind on the times um the expression trad wife oh yeah yeah what a weird trendy thing that's happening the traditional wife role is now an instagram like it's like now a premise for people to be influencers on instagram and um youtube yeah i don't know what kind of instagram or youtube people have been on but i feel like i've been seeing those kinds of people for a long time. I know, but yeah, it, yes. <laughs> it's just so funny that it's like, why is that now a thing? <laughs> I guess, I guess the traditional wife 
is now appealing to the younger Gen Z generation and I don't I don't know. It's so bizarre to me. But anyway, Mona Lisa Smile deals with the the juxtaposition of traditional life but also you wanting to pursue like like a couple women are deciding like should I go to law school or should I be like, you know, support my husband in his career. And it's interesting conversations and I feel like our society is potentially regressing. Question mark. Oh. I don't I you mean know, the more I work, the more I work, the more I get it. The trad wife is appealing. Yeah. yeah. Not saying that that is a better option, but sometimes, you know, the grass is greener. Yeah. There's, I mean, I think there are very positive parts of the things that are at least being displayed on the social media, like women making their own, you know, uh, butter and uh, their <laughs> own baby food. I mean, these people are like more than just stay at home wives. They're like, trad like they're like selling their goods at the market type wives so mm. it's very interesting so anyway okay. Paige, what's your vibe yeah that was um a sidebar that you know it happened i told you I it was this this week culture this week vibe you know it's Question. true i so mine's more of a like a caveat onto what's happening similar to sarah's she made it up. So I too <laughs> will take such liberties. Um, so my vibe of the week is the Barbie movie. Um, particularly because I just competed in a competition and put my entire existence in it. And I got eliminated. Mm. And I didn't make it to the big round. And I am literally had just drove home from this competition and I'm now recording this podcast. So you guys are getting the raw footage of my disappointment. I'm proud of my team. However... I'm sad. <laughs> mm. I would have loved to make it to finals. Um, but, you know, what can you do? I got an award, as as did Barbie. And so I must sit in that and move on. But that's me. I feel snubbed. Not mm. saying the other teams aren't deserving, but I felt we were too. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she brought anyway. up the word. She brought up the, the, the ever-pressing word. Snub. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with the Barbie controversies. We all know how I feel about that film. I'm not saying they were snubbed. I'm just saying I feel as though I have taken the place of the Barbie film in culture. Mm-hmm. So that's Ah, uh, yes. Well, um, I thought before we get into the zone of interest discussion, since our um, Oscar nom review was a lot like straight live reaction i loved Um, that energy no it was incredibly chaotic and i do have some regrets um don't don't regret sarah i said my true feelings but now hearing what everyone else's true feelings are i'm like i don't want i want to be excluded from that narrative um so anyway i just thought since we had a couple of days to process our live reactions if anybody had any additional thoughts um about the oscar nominations I will say, I feel very, obviously, I came out on the winning side of this Oscar season so far. My movie, my movies, Anatomy of Fall, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, did incredible. The fact that Justin Trier got a Best Director nomination is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Not only is she a woman in a male-dominated work field. Industry. Mm -hmm. Thank you. She 
also created a masterpiece with this movie. An incredible original piece of art, and I'm glad. And it's a foreign film, and it's getting recognized in a predominantly, even though the Academy claims to be, you know, international, it's it's American films. We, we know that. So just really happy for her. But I will say, if I were to use the word snubbed as a context for anything, I will say Asteroid City mm. deserved better. As well as, and I'm disappointed I didn't even bring this up in the Oscar conversation, Bo is Afraid. Mm. That should have gotten a production um, production design. design. Mm-hmm. No, that was an incredible. I know people have feelings about the movie. It was not for it was not for the general audience. I was not expecting much. But production design, I will say, that was incredible. I agree. Mm. I agree with most of those. I think all of those thoughts. I with the time that has passed, there have been a couple. I've so I found myself. I'm never tempted to go on the forums and say, "Guys, you need to calm down," but I just couldn't hold myself back after Hillary Clinton posted her apologies to Greta, and I just like. I just like let's put things in perspective. These two women were also producers of this movie that made billions of dollars <laughs> so if there's anybody that needs to be patted on the back or shoulder it's not these two women and and they got a nom they, they got their, noms. <laughs> their movie they produced and directed and starred in got lots of nominations i just it's just i know it's a move but like and i'm i i, bet, I wonder what greta and margot thought like i wonder if they said "Ooh, hillary you're kind of you're souring the waters for us. Please keep your thoughts to yourself. I don't know. There's was- no way they didn't think that. That was incredibly cringe. I cannot believe that happened. That was yeah. ridiculous. The voice of Ryan Gosling is all they needed. And I mm-hmm. kind of and I hope they don't do something cringe at the actual oh, yeah. award ceremony. I mean, thankfully, or I mean, Ryan's not gonna win, so he's not gonna get a platform to say something. But I just hope I mean there's gonna be jokes about it. Yeah. And I'm not excited. I'm not looking forward to the jokes about how the um, Academy hates women. And like, because there's so many women nominated. Celine Song's fi- film, Justin Trier's film. I know. Th- like, that, is the, that is the thing. I With time, I have gotten more and more pissed about Celine Song and Greta, uh, Greta Lee snub. The Greta Lee snub is infuriating to me. I need to watch some other movies. Actually, no. She would have been in Color Purple. Lead. But did oh, Color yeah. Purple get a lead? I no. don't think they got a lead. It's just Annette Benning that took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's um, the outlier. But Greta yeah. Lee, I am I'm very sad about. That would have been a great nomination. Yeah. I echo those things. Uh Barbie was my number two movie of the year before anybody else's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um but I she's was such a hipster. I'm so, I I loved Barbie first, guys. No. Um <laughs> But it is, I saw the most infuriating Instagram video of somebody doing, <laughs> why am I on these influencer Instagram uh, for you pages? Who knows? But somebody was doing their hair um, and talking about how <laughs> she was really upset about how Greta Gerwig has never received a directorial uh, Oscar nomination and I wanted to scream into the void. Um, so that's pretty pretentious of me too. So I should self-examine that. But um I do because think she, because I she am, has because they're incorrect because she has yes yes yeah. because they're wrong need to clarify um, that 
That's just that people are just looking for ways to be outraged. And that is making me outraged. <laughs> because it's because it's the popular thing to be outraged about. I, I would yeah. I would echo like I'm the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm upset. Celine Song and Greta Lee did not get um a little bit more. And I'm also pretty upset about the all of us strangers snub. Yeah. I think about that and the Iron Claw. However, reading a little bit of the politics behind why the Iron Claw didn't get as much love, I guess, is sort of understandable. But um, so wait, what's the politics? Because it's an A twenty four movie, and yeah. um, they could they only, only campaign. have so much of a budget to campaign for it. So they campaign yeah. for the Zone of Interest, and um, what's the other A twenty four movie? Past Lives. I need- which mm-hmm. did work out for best picture noms for both of them so obviously like a24 did something right with their campaigning although i would have loved to see a little bit more um the iron claw love myself yeah we need Um, to work on our our, on our scheduling a little bit with production companies like let's distribute the movies that we think are gems a little bit more spaced out um and the parts of barbie that i feel like were the best parts of barbie i think were the parts that were recognized so Mm. I'm pretty happy about that. Like, I think the screenplay was very unique and inventive, and I'm glad that that got a nomination. And um, uh, Margot did get into Best Picture for production and as a producer. And I feel like that's where she, like, that was most impressive, right? Like, she produced the whole movie and got it made, basically, with alongside Greta. So I feel like the parts that were the best were appropriately nominated. Um, even though I am a little disappointed because uh, Greta Gerwig is my number one filmmaker. But I'm allowed to be a little disappointed about that. I can, And I can keep it to myself because I'm a normal human being. <laughs> well, or, or keeping it in, in here. I think the most authentic reactions are the best reactions. And the fact we don't we shouldn't have to moderate ourselves to fit a larger contextualized narrative. You know? Yeah, but I don't want to be grouped in with certain with the girl doing her hair thinking Greta Gerwig never got a directing nomination good point so (laughs) all right any final thoughts on the Oscar noms before we move on no I'm sure we'll talk Bradley oh yeah yeah I had a dream about Bradley Cooper last night interesting lucky you did he have a nose I was at no he was normal Bradley and we were at the Cannes Film Festival together Oh, lovely. We got seated next to him. And I say we, I mean oh, all we. of us. Yeah. Oh, we were there was, too. Yeah, of course. We're a prestigious lovely. podcast. Of course we were invited. Of course we were invited. <laughs> um, all right, guys. I'm actually really excited to talk to you guys. Excited actually is an interesting word. I don't know that I'm excited. I'm very interested to talk to you guys about this movie because um, I'm just interested to hear your thoughts. So... A plot description of The Zone of Interest, a historical drama film written and directed by Jonathan Glazer, loosely based on the 2014 novel by Martin Amos. It stars Christian Friedel as the German Nazi commandant Rudolf Haas, who strives to build a dream life with his wife Hedwig, uh, played by Sandra Holler, in a new home next to the German Auschwitz concentration camp. Um, this is an A24 production. Um, and so our first general spoiler free thoughts letter slash letterboxed rating. Uh, Jessica, what are your what's what are your thoughts? Ooh, I gotta go first. Yep. Okay, well, I I, <laughs> I loved this movie. And like you said, it's weird to say enjoy or excited because this movie mm-hmm. is um tonally heavy. 
um, and disturbing, but I think it was masterful. I love that we saw this in the theater. I love that this film is made. I thought it was creative. It had such a unique and clear perspective and it felt contemporary with a, like it made a very historical, well-talked about, well-known event, tragedy, um, genocide feel very contemporary and uh, relevant. Um, And I think it was just, yeah, artfully directed. So I highly enjoyed and appreciated this movie. I guess I highly appreciate this movie would be the better term. Um, Yeah, I was blown away. This is an awkward movie to talk about in terms of uh, how we enjoy film, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, because like to say that, I mean, this movie is brilliant. It's like this poetic, Mm -hmm. um, like it really is poetic. And unfortunately, it deals with the uh, manifestation of evil that does exist and that every human is capable of and how evil can look so uh, normal. Mm -hmm. And um, it makes you uncomfortable. And I think that movie, I think the movie and the writing itself did a really good job at making that very clear um, without it feeling super monologue forced, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the stru- I'm sure we'll get into the structure and the decisions of how this movie is filmed about the the kind of the fly on the wall um, perspective you have mm-hmm. throughout the entire runtime. Uh, it just was really, yeah, it really pulls you into it, but feeling like an observer and it asks you to participate in something that is super uncomfortable. And for that, so- I think it should be applauded. For sure. So what's your letterbox rating? How many stars does it get? You guys are going to find this psychotic, but I gave it five stars. Whew. Wow, yeah. yeah. I, I I really am – I was thinking about all the movies I have watched this year that I am blown away by, and this mm-hmm. is up there with them. I, like I can't – comparing them, I said, I don't know what's wrong with this movie. Um Paige is giving me the most confused face Paige, ever. I'm also concerned about your eyeballs. Is everything okay over there? <laughs> I know. I, I'm like, there's like, I don't know. It's been a day. Okay. Are you crying? <laughs> My eyes are like, no, they're burning. I was oh. like, I, I know. It looks like you got something in your eye. You- uh, I'm all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You were just moved by my review of this film. It's fine. I'm confused. <laughs> Did we watch the same movie? God, it was Paige. Uh, five stars. It means to me that. I have no notes for this movie and it was very mm-hmm. like the reason why it's five stars for me. I have no notes. I find I found it immensely evocative and powerful and it was super I've never seen anything like that. It was unique and beautiful like mm-hmm. on all technical feats um and performances. So, five stars. Haven't had one of those in a while. Wow, yeah. Huh. Uh, Paige, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts because I don't know them <laughs> at all. I kind of, I kind of guess Jessica's. I, I like I said, I'm not um a hundred percent sure of my thoughts, so this can be. I'm just gonna put a uh, disclaimer that my opinion could change, and I reserve that right to change. Of my course, opinion. of course. Um, but yet, yeah, no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't get it. I'm like, I get it, in the sense of like we're trying to observe how 
simple evil can be to a person, you know, how somebody can like really put themselves in a box and separate evil and being a human. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I get that. And I understood the importance of telling the story and showing, and it was very relevant to, unfortunately, the world we live in. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Jonathan Glazier. He didn't. Yeah, he did not plan for this. He didn't plan this. (laughs) No, but it is very relevant to the world we live in, so I can acknowledge that. And I will also say this is why I'm wrestling with this. I love a movie that is just obnoxiously artsy. I'm a Mm -hmm. fan of the movie Tar. Love the movie Tar. Yeah, you love Killing of the Sacred Deer. I thought that these were interesting. Love those films. Yeah, those films are just. I I don't. I wouldn't say Killing of the Sacred Deer was on the same level of this even i wouldn't even put that in the category because that movie at least has like a like i mean there's humor tension and tension and plot mm-hmm. and it's like basically a scary movie um whereas like tar is like we're te- we're putting in your face that this is an art film this is mm-hmm. artsy we're being artsy and i know that this movie was doing the same thing but it just didn't work for me hmm. i was like there was times where i was like sitting there i'm like what am i watching Wait, what just happened? Why am I? What? Like, I literally turned to you. I'm like, is this real? Like, are we supposed to be watching this? And so Wait, I was, you, you, a lot of my facial expression was just like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not in a what? It was just confusion. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't like it. And I wish it did, but I didn't. The score didn't work for me because there was no score. It was two notes three Aww. times in the movie. And, and I would have loved that if they used that more like put more of that in that make it more drama but it was just like three parts when they did that and i was just like okay and it was just i don't know vibes were off and i know (laughs) they weren't supposed to be off (laughs) i know know. but even in watching you know the tragedy that was iron claw it -hmm. was still terrible i did not enjoy myself one bit but it was still sensical and beautiful and i think the holocaust wwe you know a little bit I'm different settings it's also not just about wwe it's about like mental health and i understand yeah. but the set and setting were very different true you know and i wasn't comparing the two i was just saying how uncomfortable those films like wanted mm-hmm. you to feel yeah. and like the discomfort level and i think this one didn't even make me and maybe, I, maybe I'm sick, but it didn't allow me to be that uncomfortable. And I think that was also part of the point was to see how mm-hmm. easy it is to settle into this perfect life. Mm-hmm. No, and escaping the cruelty that's happening a wall on like just a wall away and how mm-hmm. easy it is to do that. And so that's why I'm saying wrestling with it. And I, maybe I need to watch it again, but also like I have no desire to watch this again because I was just so baffled buy it so i don't know i don't know how many stars i'm giving it i think two but maybe a second watch i would give it another because even the performances i didn't think they did much this hurts what why five i feel like last like we never like whenever i have a five-star movie you guys hate it well actually no we yeah, that's the last Killers movie. Of the Flower Moon. I was just about to say Killers of the Flower Moon. You and I both. That was the last five star movie I watched. Paige hated on it, and here we are again. I didn't hate I'm on not, it. I gave that movie now, three stars. Now I'm also, on a, a lonely island. 
Okay, listen, we gave the exact same rating to all of us strangers and origin. I know, um, I'm but I'm saying also recently watched. I haven't given a five stars since Killers of the Flower Moon, and that was like what back in October? October. September? Well, that's yeah. good. The five star movies shouldn't come out all the time. Then they want to be This is true. Know. I just I My just last wanna... five star movie was Taylor Swift the Era Store, so <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get hype. Mine was I poor still... things. No, Maestro. I... You have a five? Yeah, girly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. Paige, I feel like um, your feeling, at least the way that you described your feeling of watching Zone of Interest, is kind of how I felt watching Bo is Afraid, to just bring that back up, is like I never felt really in it, and like I had never felt any stakes in it. But I, mm. appreci- I saw there was a lot of artsy-fartsy things happening, but I never was engulfed in it. But with Zone of Interest, I was very much immersed. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm, I love that for you. I'm glad you enjoyed this. I can't imagine how was – what was – I would like to know. What were your thoughts watching this movie sitting next to me? <laughs> I <laughs> – I, well, I was trying to honestly ignore you because you kept staring at me. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? <laughs> you kept saying what so many times. And I had a, I had an answer to the what, but I'm like – Oh, spooky. What just happened? I'm so scared for you, Vic. Oh. I don't know what's happening in your house right now, but the lights have gone out several times and I'm scared for you. Oh my gosh. A pit back on. just went I'm into my soul. So, I'm so scared for you. I don't know what's happening over there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God. That's oh my God. so scary. The lights in my studio keep flashing on and off, and I'm not touching them. I don't know. And oh, okay, okay we'll power on. through. I'm I don't sorry know what's if that happening. happens again. I don't know what to do. I'm more, I'm more scared for you. Paige, I don't know if, in your house if you right disappear, now. we are stopping this recording, and I'm driving over. Uh, yeah, we'll please, have to please do. Out. Honestly, leave me. Leave me be. No, I'm coming over. I'm bringing Greg. Oh, okay. Oh, oh speaking oh. of which. <laughs> us he said i heard my name what do i need to do oh no oh my gosh again okay we need okay we need to push forward Paige's lights keep flashing on and off and we are crying okay sarah sarah also hates this movie let's hear why sarah okay okay i have here's 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 what i will say positively about this movie i have not been able to stop thinking about it Mm-hmm. Mostly it's because I'm trying to figure out how I feel about it. I've I gave it two and a half stars on Letterboxd with the review. I think I'm missing something. What am I missing? <laughs> My because, review was I have questions. <laughs> because um, also for context, we watched this in a full movie theater on a Thursday night, and the funniest thing, well, okay, funny in a weird what? context. <laughs> Okay, wait, let me, about tell the story. let me tell the story um, is when we finished the movie, when we were leaving, Paige uh, oh, yeah. hit my shoulder and told me to read what the guy's phone in front of us was saying. And he was looking up plots, plot description of Zone of Interest or what oh, is really? Zone of Interest about? <laughs> like, what is this movie about? Really? Yeah. Um, oh, I did and not he was, see like, that. literally in his chair reading it. So um, yeah. oh. that's how I think we felt um, yeah. about that movie. Here's, here's, here's what it achieved. I was deeply um, unnerved the whole time through. Um, I am not a big fan of stylistic movies. Um, 
at all. So some of the choices were just never going to work for me, no matter what kind of movie he made, just because I don't like that sort of stylistic thing. The warm warms did not. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, I, I guess, I guess it was just pretty. I feel like other movies did this better for me. I, it didn't work for me at all. Like I was comparing this to other Holocaust movies, which is like a weird thing to say. Don't love that. But um, the one that I kept thinking about was The Pianist, which I I really, really liked. Um, and I feel like that achieved more for me what this was trying to say in a sense, maybe. Hmm. I just was deeply unnerved the whole time, which I understand that's that's how you're supposed to feel. But I, it just, I just, I don't know. I, I still can't quite, I've been reading some um, reviews of it too to like try to figure out how I feel about it because I genuinely, st- I don't even know how much I can really put into words how I feel about it. But it just, it, it, I just didn't, I didn't like it. It didn't work for me. And I'm not really sure why. Hmm. Well, maybe I can can maybe I can get at least a half a star from each of you by telling you why I'm so enthused about this movie. I'm excited to hear from you. I just don't know that I would uh, try really yeah. hard to get my, my rating up, but I am yeah. very excited I think to I see to how re-watch. you how you feel about this movie. I, I will I not be rewatching. I won't I be rewatching this. Movie. I know, but because it got nominated for five Oscars, I do feel the need to give it another chance. I, I will watch it again with you. Well, I think it'll be better if I watch it alone because... Yeah, that's true. You gotta <laughs> yeah. stop talking to me. All right. Let's get into the meat of it then if we're ready. Um, I don't know that I need to set a, spo- a spoiler alert. Feels a little um, not not right for this spoiler. movie, so I will not the be Nazis doing... The Nazis were bad. I'll do well, the wom-woms. Wom. Spoiler alert. Yeah. There, there are spoilers as far as decisions that the movie makes, and I yeah. think... If you're part of the cultural zeitgeist and like deep into movies, this have already been spoiled for you. But if you're going to this movie blind, I think it could be really powerful to not yeah. know the decisions. I think I th- I think I would suggest I think it's worth a watch. Um, I think it's a very polarizing movie. I think you either like it or you don't like it. And there's really not a whole lot of in-betweens. Exemplified in the five star to the two star ratings that yeah. are in this group. Um, I was thinking so, today because I was before our recording, I was like, what graphic am I going to make for our Instagram? And I'm like, I don't want to make like we've typically made some funny graphics. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't make a funny. So I thought about I knew my rating was going to be high and your guys was going to be low. And so I thought oh, I'd do like a, a graphic of the stars. Guys, I cannot talk while you guys are laughing. Why are you laughing so much? You you cut out for like 30, 20 seconds. Maybe it was probably like 10 seconds. And this happened last time, but the recording actually went all the way through the last time this happened. It so did. I was trying not to say anything. But then I was looking at Paige and Paige started laughing. And then I started laughing. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Guys, be professional. Be professional. It's- not funny and this is not funny we I need know, to get it you together. guys are laughing so much i've had a no. really long day this is okay good for me soul okay I'm serious plot and story um what were you, you saying guys, i'm sorry if, we didn't I was, you. I was just talking about the graphic i'm going to make for our instagram and how okay. i can okay. make okay. a funny graphic and how it'll be no, probably okay. just our star ratings okay the totally fair. okay i don't come on i don't know what's happening at your house should um, i should I do a solo pod? <laughs> we just hang up. 
No, I want to no, talk. I want to talk about this movie. I want to talk about it. Okay, let's get into it. So, plot yeah. and story. Let's. Um, I was. Th- I was thinking we could go. There's. I feel like there's kind of like three main acts to this movie. Um. So, but let me know if you guys disagree. But I thought we could kind of just go act by act. Um. So I feel like act one is kind of like setting the scene for this family. Um. And the uh, ultimate realization of like what's wh- what the family does and um where they where they actually live um which i for some people watching this is probably a surprise um and they don't find out until they're watching this this first act uh what this movie is all about i did i think we all kind of knew what we were getting into at mm-hmm. least to some degree um so what did you guys think about the setting of the scene i thought it was a really uh i really love the choice to start the movie not in the house that mm-hmm. they start, he started it with them at the river, enjoying the natural, beautiful scenery. Who knew that Auschwitz was surrounded by such gorgeous landscape? Mm-hmm. And I think that it was just really, like, it was really smart because we spend most of the time in the house. And I thought it was really cool to see them, like, in this landscape, in this countryside, and pulling them in and, and seeing how big their family is, and then the family dynamics. And I did love the slow unveiling of how tethered and tied that they are to um, Auschwitz, the concentration camp, um, and how their house literally is at the gate of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, again, like you, I would feel. Like I felt like this kind of like an iron claw. How certain movie, certain decisions, should, what should have felt cheesy and forced, um, but I just thought like setting this dream house like literally at the portal to hell was just like such a stark juxtaposition. But like he didn't make that choice. Like that was reality. Like the zone of interest being then the the there's a German word that it translates to, which is the forty meter uh, perimeter of Auschwitz, and like that actually existed. I thought. Um, the the beginning of like just the first scene was I thought genius. Yeah, um, and actually, the very first I don't even it felt like five minutes is just a black screen. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the darkness. Yeah, mm-hmm. to the point where I think everyone in our theater was like, "What's happening?" It's almost yeah. like Paige's room, um, <laughs> which was an, a, an interesting stylistic choice yeah. as well. And I, I get what he was trying to, or successfully, depending on who was watching the movie, um, portray there was to set the scene for you and to like hear the sounds of the concentration camp before you entered this home so mm-hmm. you knew what to listen for. And so, and he instantly made you uncomfortable. And that was definitely, I would say, the point. Not to put, you know, not to speculate his intentions, but I, I get it. It was just too much, right? Like what, that's what was I'm too saying. much. Everything, everything, all the art, artsy choices or the creative choices, I felt took a step too far. But like, so the interesting thing is, like to me, what the reason why I didn't take too far is that it never infiltrated, like except for the very end, it never infiltrates the actual family and characters quote-unquote in the movie it was just decisions that either the camera did or the music did it was still what do you mean 
I mean, there's parts where you would go to a totally different family and there was no explanation and it was like in a film negative perspective and it just, that just, I was confused. No, that part I did not understand either. Are you, t- are you talking, you're talking about, like, the, about the, the light, girl. the darkness? The little girl. Yeah. The thermo, like it was like almost thermo image. Imaging, yeah, there's no imaging. Yeah, I don't. I did not. I did not understand that at all. And the more I thought about it, I was like, I wonder if it's. We are only. This movie is about evil, and we are not actually going to show. The helpers. I don't know, but I just, I just, I didn't get that. I have a, I have a read on that. We can get to that because it comes later in the movie. Because I do think that the decision of when that story was cut. Because you slowly see, like, you start with the family and they seem very unfazed about their occupation. And they, they, they the movie does a very interesting job. And this is why I think it's one of, not, I'm not going to compare it as, like, success, like, rating to other Holocaust movies. But it just does something different. One, the Nazis aren't these you know, like almost comedic, evil-looking people like Indiana Jones Nazis are or something like that. Their show that um, – why, why are you laughing? <laughs> I mean, it's just as, as a weird comparison. Well, well, when you think of like – I don't know. They they just are so like no, accentuated, yeah, certain, you know? In certain movies, like Nazis are, are depicted in a caricature-esque way. Exactly. Yeah, they don't see, feel like overacted, you know, um, and they show how Nazi, like the Nazi soldiers, like this is a career to them. And it shows exactly like the things that anybody deals with with careers of like, how do I do my job the most efficiently possible? I want my family to be successful and how this was an honest career path for people. And the movie is about a few things, one being what you guys mentioned before, the the compartmentalization of um, mm-hmm. just obscenity and evils that are done to fellow human beings and what how that is possible. And I think this made me think of, I thought this was an interesting movie to watch right before we watched the movie Origin um, and how like people are, are able to dehumanize certain people in order to feel okay with um, genocide that's happening literally on the other side of a wall that their house is adjacent to like that is their property line and i think it was i think that you start realizing this family thinks is really normal and the more people that kind of start coming into their life you are at highlights like when the mother came into town like it's highlighted of how like these people are different <laughs> like there's a, there is a spectrum of people that are able to deal with certain levels and exposure to this um constructed reality that they have made for themselves but they do also make it clear that all those people were part of it as well right because yeah with the mother's visit she did say like how she had uh bid bid on um the curtains jewish woman's curtains which was very upsetting too like oh my good and it it was just like a casual it feels like whose parents had come visit their house and you're so excited to give them a house tour and like, look how successful I am. Look at my beautiful garden and get interwoven in these very 
seemingly normal conversations and interactions is things like, oh yeah, like I, I cleaned her house once. And it, it, it reminds you that these people who are now on the top of this hierarchy in society, just because Mm -hmm. they're German, that was not necessary. She was cleaning the house of this woman and then how those different social um, hierarchies flipped because the Nazis figured out a way to bureaucratize genocide. Yeah. I I think the other thing um, that didn't work for this movie and just from like a film perspective for me too, is there's no real, there's like a little bit of narrative, but there's no real story. It's almost like shot. It's even shot a little bit like this, like documentary esque style, like where Mm -hmm. it's just following them in their lives. Um, And those type of stories, I, I just don't, don't tend to uh, like that much anyway. So I think that's part of it as well. Um, but the other thing I think too is with the first act of this movie is like, it almost feels like, okay, we get it. It was, and then it just continued all the way through. Do you know what I mean? Like once we understood yeah. who I, this family was and once we understood, because you find out pretty quickly and the sound in the background you hear, I don't think we've talked about this yet either, but in the background of shots, there's always, um, smoke, which is, um, assume, assuming that's from the, uh, crematorium mm-hmm. slash, uh, ovens, gas which chambers, is, oh, yeah. gas chambers. And then there's always sound in the background of either shots, assuming like we're assuming shots, we're assuming like screams, cries, or a train bringing more, um, Jewish people to the camp so it's very upsetting hearing that all the way through um but it does feel like in the first act you're kind of like okay I get it um so I think that's part of maybe what didn't really work for me as well either um but it wasn't deeply affecting and like uh very upsetting movie which is what which is what it's supposed to be right I, I am of the sense that I feel like I have heard the argument that people think that this could have been a short film, like cut, like what you're saying, like, okay, we get it. This mm-hmm. could have been 40 minutes. Yeah. My personal argument against that is that I, I do think that there was a plot to this story, that there is an arc. Um, it's not between, it's not necessarily between the characters, but between ourselves and the movie itself. Um, to sound super pretentious, but like, I, I feel like there's, I personally at least went on this like journey of realization, all these like reiterations and the underlying just kept showing the multi like the layers of which the Holocaust had, like, like, I think the conversation that the husband and wife had at the birthday party down by the river, when she's mm-hmm. talking about like, because she loves this house she lives in. She doesn't want to leave. And he was like, well, I mean, I'm getting stationed somewhere else. Like, we're going to have to leave. She's like, well, you do. And yeah. she says something of the fact of of the sense of like, well, they're going to have to rip me out of my house if they want me to leave. Which is yeah. just like the second you hear that, I'm like, that's exactly what has happened to all these Jewish people. They've had right. to be ripped out of their house. And she is like standing ground but yet she's standing ground. Like who wouldn't want to leave a place that is so evil, but to her, like, I, like she almost feels like the, like 
even like more of a villain. I, I wouldn't say that there is moral uh, like comparisons between the husband and wife, but it just you know, like it That's was a- like uh, that. I felt like those moments and that pacing needed to be in a feature length film in order to like really hit you of like these different aspects and layers of like one like what humans are capable of and how the psyche ends up protecting them against other things, but yet they're still aware. Like she wasn't like, she was like, Oh, I don't know what's happening. Like there's a point where she tells her, um, her caretakers in the house is like, my husband can spread your ashes along the garden. And then, I mean, like, so she's fully aware and she's partaking and benefiting of the atrocities happening around her. Um, so it was like, not just like these people are able to compartmentalize evil, but they're able to accept it and embrace it and benefit off of it. Where I feel like if it was just a sh- like, if it was just these like little snippets and vignettes just thrown at you, I don't feel like it would have been as successful. Yeah. And I don't have an issue. Like I, I disagree a little bit with like Sarah's, which it's totally fine, Sarah, your opinion is valid because these are movies I like. Like Maestro, that is a documentary style film. Mm -hmm. It is telling the story of an individual and you even get interviews with him like it's a documentary. And Mm -hmm. in this one, it does, it's not that extent. They're not very comparable at all in the narrative aspect, but I love a talking movie where it's not like, I think Tar is very good to compare the two as far as how style pacing, like pacing. And it's like, you get nothing explained to you in tar. Nothing is explained to you. And this movie was similar, but I think where it lost me is not in that side of the story. It's, it's the weird flashing with the, the thermal imaging or whatever. It's the blank screen, red screen that we got no explanation for. Um, and again, maybe I just need to watch it again to know that that's coming and then I can understand it. Um, but it just, it didn't capture my attention in the way that I think that I was expecting to be. And maybe I almost wish I didn't know anything and that could have mm. been better. Who knows? Maybe it would have been worse. But it is, and it's also hard to think that when I, I step out of that room, I think, okay, well, that was different. But sometimes different isn't always good. And it's... It, I just don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. My read on like those scenes where like you like the red flashing, like you're zooming in on this red lilac or something, and then it just the whole screen turns red. It and it's similar to, and I'd love to talk about the ending with you guys too. Of like this, (laughs) this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The ending (laughs) was crazy. Wait, hold on. (laughs) That was a dog eared. Let's get back to that. It's like this idea of like they're taking you out of the movie again. Like, okay, you're uh, you're observing this, this detached style, um, and it was like kind of like a, a resetting of things. And and I think the reason why the thermal imagery happened is for two reasons. One, we're switching characters, um, but also it's ha- it is happening at night, um, and I mean it's following this little girl who's setting apples. Um, for the people in the concentration camps to find when they go work outside of the gates. And so she hides them behind shovels and in ditches and, and, and what forth. And actually, I believe it's part of the opening. You see like an apple core on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? So it's a little bit of foreshadowing of that. And you start to get the pieces together. And then 
you hear in a conversation with, I believe the husband, the commandant of like, yeah, they're fighting about some apples and we had to like take care of them. And it's just like, even like this, like you, it's like that icky feeling of like this one girl, she's not okay with what's happening in the concentration camps yet they're living are amongst evil and like gives you this, there's this juxtaposition between this family and this family who's both living outside the camp. They're both complicit in it, but there's different variations of what we make ourselves feel better. And Mm -hmm. what I'm taking from it is that there's some of us who live in today's society who are, who's that little girl that goes out at night and hides apples to make ourselves feel a little better about the terrible things that happen that's happening behind a wall. And then there's the other people who are active participants in the evil, but doesn't mean that that evil, we're still not complicit. Like this, this kind of spectrum of complicity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and (laughs) I think even within, um, Actually, I would really like to talk about, because I Jessica, you kind of mentioned a little bit before too, is Sandra Huller's character and uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the, the play is Common, Commander Ross, Freedom. Commandant Ross, mm-hmm. Hoss, not Ross. <laughs> um, because they there's some interesting choices made, I feel like, with Christian's character versus uh, Sandra's character. Also, why do they make uh why does Hedwig walk so weird like does she excellent I question I did not understand excellent that question. I was like, her little waddle literally looks like she had a stick up her butt and I did not understand the choices made there anyway I literally even went back to I went to watch like a video of Sandra Huller and I was like oh does she just like walk like that but nope that was just, that was a choice interesting um but so there's pieces in this movie too which I like I have very mixed feelings about um, so Christian's character, there's a scene where he's fishing in the river and the kids are playing in the river and he steps on something and he pulls it up and it's a jawbone mm-hmm. and he panics, pulls the children out of the river and like scr- has them scrubbed in the bath. And so it feels like a moment of clarity, I think is the word I'm thinking of for that moment. And it's, I, why, I just don't understand is that supposed to evoke some like uh, sympathy from us for him? No, I did not. I did not understand that. But, but like, why does he have that reaction? Like we're showing like he's realizing, well, I guess I just don't, I just don't, I don't, I didn't get that. I don't, I didn't get some of the choices to try to humanize Christians. I don't think it was not not humanizing. I don't think so. I think it was the opposite. Like he's, he's not willing to get his hands dirty. Like he is putting his kids in the situation that they're exposed to death and filth and the tiniest, tiniest bit of the hundreds of thousands of, of humans he murdered, he, he was exposed to with his children. He could not handle he, they had to because scrub their knows, eyes. Yeah, and that's and he's he knew it was wrong. And I feel like with Hedwig's I don't think he knew it was wrong. He I think he's fine with the actual death of it. He just didn't want to be physically exposed to it on his skin. Because I mean, these people like thought of like it's just I, actual yeah. filth. You know, I see what you I see what you mean. But I think the other the other piece of that, which is at the end of the movie. So sorry that I'm skipping a little bit ahead. But 
the other, so I thought that at first too, but then at the end of the movie where he has like, he, he's talking to Hedwig and he's like, there's like, he was just in a room full of Nazi people, uh, um, Nazi commanders, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, at the ball? Like, I, or, yeah, or I thought it was more like a round table meeting. I'm not sure oh, exactly okay. which one. But he's talking to her afterwards and he's like, the, the only thing I could think about was how to effectively gas all these people. And yeah. then he has this like almost vomiting scene, which is like, oh, so you recognize how heinous this is. Hmm. Is that not yeah, what you can thought? We, can we talk about the ending? Because Yeah, I, that is the most interesting part. I, okay. I get how they skipped forward in time to present day. And they were like, now we're in this museum that was once a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing how now we have to we have to mourn and we have to see the horrific events. It was kind of our first look inside the camp. You know, we get all these shoes and all this stuff. Like It was the first time it made you feel like, oh, this was like, this was a, like a grave situation. I don't understand why we're watching these girls clean it for what felt like years. Explain. <laughs> you want me to? Give, I mean, what? yeah, as the advocate for this film, please. <laughs> so I have a I, couple thoughts about it too, but go yeah. ahead, Jess. Well, I, what, what, did, what did you think? I thought it was – I this is a cynical viewpoint. I guess I – in a way, I feel I feel like what it was saying is, um, like years from now, we are having to almost. Okay, go ahead, Jess. I'll have to- <laughs> I, 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 I want to think about how I'm going to word this. I need to think okay. about how I'm going to word it. But this this is exactly sorry. This is exactly the reason why I think this movie is so good is it really challenges you to think about things in a new perspective and like call it bad or call it good like it it's very conversational and I think it doesn't spoon feed you something but it's also saying I am doing something so like it does call attention to itself but I think for very good reason the reason why I thought the ending was the way that it is and it's him walking down the stairs and he starts dry heaving and it's very uncomfortable to listen to and then he gets down, he, he's progressively going down the stairwell in this grand um, civic building in the government um, base. And he looks to his right and he just sees absolute darkness, like mm-hmm. spooky, ooky darkness. And it just flashes to present day Auschwitz, which is now a museum. Um, and we see these cases of, these display cases of, Hundreds and thousands of shoes that were worn by those um, murdered. And we see suitcases. We see tags. We see all these relics of those that were lost to the Holocaust. And then we keep snapping back and forth kind of between that. And like Paige said, the cleaning crew comes in. And they're just like vacuuming and wiping all of this up. And my read on that was twofold one the read of why he was heaving and then he ended up and why you think it was like i see why you're saying sarah about like this is another way of like showing us his humanity is Mm -hmm. to remind us that he's not an alien like i think that's another issue that we potentially can make as humans is to alienize um and other people who are committing evils like these people like are unlike us like they have Mm -hmm. Like they're really are de- like we detach from them, but really, I think it is important to 
like the river and I see what your point is and like the, th- the vomiting, like this is a human, like he is having to deal with the fact that all the, what his mark in history is going to be. Like he is going to be in the history books in which I, it's the reason why I think we flash back and forth between him and the museum. And it's him realizing, because he got called back to Auschwitz, which at this time he goes back and in the history books, this isn't displayed in the movie, is when the most genocide happened during this entire period. Um, And so I think it's him recognizing his impact. He's disgusted with himself. But he never actually throws up. He's able to hold it in and move forward and press on. And what I read from that is like he does recognize that he's evil and he's okay with it. He's swallowing it and going to proceed. Yeah, accepting the choices that he's made. I can kind of see that. It just really Really? bothers me. It seems like a stretch. Is it a stretch? I I see what you mean. I just – I, that's just, I, I just, I was hoping he was dying. I was hoping he was going to die right then. Okay. I've collected my thoughts about the scene about, uh, the museum. I feel like, I feel like it was saying like, I feel like it was almost a criticism on today's view of the Holocaust as in like, this is so mundane to us now because we've had Mm -hmm. so many stories and had so much, um, I guess the word is exposure to stories like this. And I think that he's saying like, no, this story that I'm telling is different and we don't like this does not need to become mundane to us. Like the the piles of um, suitcases, the piles of shoes, like. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I just feel like he was. That's what I feel like it was saying. No, I think I agree. I think, not, the, I think it could be taken a lot of different ways. I No, I think that I, I agree with that. And I think that's what part of the cleaning scene was to show is that. Like how right. mundane it is to those workers to see that every day. Where a lot of people go to, and I've yet to go visit a concentration camp, um, but it's uh, it affects you personally, and it it is so moving. And but these people go see are exposed to all the time, and mm-hmm. they're just you know windexing the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a large reason why. Another reason why I think this is a masterpiece is that. The way it's filmed is so crisp and clean. It feels so modern where I feel like a lot of these historic movies are grimed up and made to feel like antiques, made to feel like past days and made to feel historical. And I mean, this is how life looked like to them. Like it was that they were living in modernity to them. And so I think it's like you said, it's a good, it's a very important reminder of like how present the past could feel sometimes mm-hmm. um, and, and it should be not be viewed as mundane. Um, I know before we wrap up, I did want to, it's just because I finally have a five-star movie. I, there's two, there's a few um, uh, symbol symbolic scenes that I've, I've chewed on and thought of like, wow, this was powerful. And so just to, I'll quickly go through them and then we can conclude our conversation. The one I think, and it's on many of the cover posters, is the scene of uh, the commandant standing watching his kids play in the pool as we see the billows of smoke uh, come across. And you're realizing that that's trains of Jewish people coming to the concentration camp. I thought that was immensely powerful and also like gorgeously shot. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that the... Um, the conversation of him talking about how the lilac bushes around the perimeter of the camp, 
I, for a long part of that conversation, because that conversation was pretty long, I thought he was speaking in code to like say some wartime things. But in the end, he really is just talking about the landscaping <laughs> of well, and the concentration camp. And then there's that scene of, you know, their gardener. The fertilization. Ashes to fertilize those bushes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have chills talking about that. Um, And then another one that um, I thought was really powerful was seeing the two brothers play. And it's a game that a lot of siblings, I I have participated in such game where you lock your sibling somewhere in some place, whether it be the pantry, the scary backyard shed. Mm, I've been a victim to this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You can attest as a little sister and, I just think it it was, it feels like a mundane, like, why are we watching this? But like, really, once you see this kid freaking out that he's locked inside of this luscious, beautiful greenhouse, I think was just such a beautiful, poetic way to say, look at this kid who's freaked out because he's locked inside this greenhouse. And what, who is locked in on the other side of this wall? And like, the incomparable realities that these two um, groups of people are living and I think Mm -hmm. wow like you can freak out because while being locked in a luscious healthy environment and feel like you're still being oppressed Mm -hmm. yeah I I don't know I just thought it was genius and beautiful and those are just a few I won't continue going on Um, but those are the kind of decisions that made it such a like a work of art to me well i appreciate your perspective on this film and you you do speak for the wider audience because it's like a 4.2 on letterbox they're in oh a, is it in the minority oh yeah. it's yeah no letterbox is full of Oscar four and star yeah ratings because um, like honestly i even, definitely felt on the outside <laughs> yeah because you know i was not a fan of past lives but i can see it i can see it being beautiful this one, I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh, you're not seeing it. Mm. No, I don't see it. <sighs> so. Well, thank Hello. you for being respectful and letting me be on my soapbox. I mean, I also do appreciate and respect your guys' perspectives. Although. Wow. Look at I'm, us. We care I'm about I'm sad about it. <laughs> yeah. I do wish that you would. I could. We, we took a, a humble stars. pie after destroying our friend Sarah last time. So. <laughs> yeah. It was tough. Sorry about that. And I do have some regrets. Regrets. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have a, a lot of other thoughts about the movie, but I'm going to hold them because I think we, this is a good conclusion. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing that. I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about this movie more through um, Oscar, the, the rest season, of yeah. Oscar season. Um leading up I, to the Oscars. It's a hundred percent winning international film. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah, there's a question. They didn't put anatomy of fall. And I think that they're not, that would have been a good race. Yeah. So how weird is it that not that I think that we should exclude international movies from best picture, but why do we even have that category for going to nominate the same movie for best picture? Yeah. That feels weird to me. Doesn't that feel weird yeah. to you guys? It is weird. It does not feel weird to me. Okay. Oh, okay. Because it gives a platform to other movies we otherwise would not see. I, I mean, we've I want seen that platform. We've seen people. one of the five 
you know, I'm excited to see the other four. I just think it's weird that it's nominated in both. Like, I feel like, I feel like we could have enjoyed other international features mm-hmm. if like a zone of interest wasn't, wasn't uh, able to be up for international. Do you know what oh, I mean? But it's like saying you can't, like if you're best picture, you also can't be best screenplay. No, that's totally different. Yeah, because there's different Cause this parts is a best of the movie twice. that goes. Yeah, because it's two best pictures. This is you being best screenplay is one piece of the movie. In a different language, and then a best picture just in general. I don't know. I, I just s- think it's kind of weird. I see what you're saying. I agree. Like you I can s- only be up for one. I don't want to eliminate people. Like I, I'm fine I don't, that it's nominated. It is. I think it's weird. It is like the B League of the movies, but like I can't. It, it seems silly to me that like a movie like Parasite wouldn't be able to be nominated for Best Picture just because it's the Best International. Well, that's what I'm well, saying. I agree just with let that. it be Best Picture. Yeah. yeah. Let it oh, run so for you, Best Picture. So you would be disqualified for being Best yeah. International. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like kind of how we do Best. Like some actresses and actors can run for both or either or. You have to choose. What are you campaigning no. for? Best Supporting or Best Lead. But you can be best, but you're not supporting and lead if you're in the same movie. You could get nominated for two different movies. Yeah, but I'm I think saying, we're saying the your, same things. As your role in that movie. Because Jonathan Glazer could make two movies. So, like, I don't know. We'll have to think about this a little bit more. I, I think we're making sense. And maybe this we're, is biased for myself and Sarah's because we have the same opinion, but... <laughs> I don't, I don't mean that at all. I would, I don't really care, but it just like, I just No, but I'm saying, yeah. No matter what the movie is, like. No, I'm saying same opinion about this category. Oh, not oh, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like Parasite, I don't think should win best international film and best, and picture. best picture. But just here's the thing. go best picture. That is such an outlier though. Like you should still like the best it's international not, it's film. It's happened again. But like Zone of Interest is not winning best picture. What? The nomination. What you don't know that. The cat, this, the best, because the category for best picture got expanded to 10 movies where. Yeah, I know. So, was it so now Parasite? that we can do that, we can do. Anyways, this is. <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> this is like not even. <laughs> I think we're all kind of saying similar things. Uh, sure. Sure. Maybe not. Well, do you guys, ha- I, you know. I have a couple of thoughts of how to conclude this conversation. One is, do you guys pick have a one. favorite? Uh, Just pick okay. it. Oh, okay. I think we should make a decision right now what movie we're watching on Monday. Oh. Whew, I can't make on decisions air, on, like that. On, on, on air, what are our podcast? choices? What's okay, running? so we're either... Can I watch Anatomy of a Fall again? No, we either are going to watch the the epic movie about the International <gasps> Space Station. Oh, we already have Dune tickets. We already have Dune tickets. Already paid. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. I know I know. we're trying to close, <laughs> but I just need to speak about this for like literally one minute because I haven't seen you guys since I got to experience Dune part one and I'm actually I saw you bumped it up with Star. Following, following having, I'm 100 pages from completing the book, but I've read enough to for the first movie. And it was a, and I, I don't want to be sacrilegious, but this was kind of a like a holy experience. It was baffling. Like the sound is incredible. Like yeah. it is so loud. It is huge. Mm-hmm. That movie that movie is perfect in yeah. every way. And having read like the book and having that adaptation brought to life, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Timothy Chalamet plays Paul like we should wait, oh wait, wait. My God, we so should do good. we should do 
a, a Dune. Dune rewatch before we yeah. watch Dune Part Two. Yeah, agreed. Then then we can ex- exasperate all our thoughts. Did I agree? Denis Villeneuve, one of my favorite filmmakers. I think it. I'm after I, I hate, decided after Oscar season, I'm going to rework my top four because I have to make room for poor things. Like I'm sorry, she's there. Well, she we already knew that. And now she I'm is. She is your but top now four. Now I'm rethinking. I'm thinking Dune? Dune might need to be in there. And no. then if Dune Part 2 is any better, oh, guys, I don't know what I'm going to do. Wow, yeah, your top four, I I would feel very unmoored if my top four were so in question. You're doing yeah. so well. Thank you. Anyway, okay, Movie? so we yep. either going to watch Beekeeper by, with Jason Statham, which is a trashy action movie, I'm, my assumption is, seen the trailer. or we watch ISS. Uh, which is about okay. the International Space Station. And the two premises, premises would be mm-hmm. we do um, our top we'll, – we'll somehow talk about our favorite tragedies in space. Or if we watch Beekeeper, Tragedy. we do our favorite uh, trashy action movies. Or do you guys think I need to go see all of it, Strangers? Focus again. Well, you do need okay. to see that, but you should see that another time. Oh, because I have that. Yeah. Um, I would say the space movie because I just love space. My I texted my vote to our group and I, I want. Well, I, I haven't would, read like, it. So I would sorry. rather watch ISS than Beekeeper. Okay. And I'd rather talk about the the movie Martian. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just thinking that. I was like, then we can talk about the Martian. <laughs> okay. Is it is. Okay. ISS. Next. Okay, next time I guess we'll see you talking about space. (laughs) Space! Ciao! Adios! A Vita scene! Oh, oh! (laughs) We're going German!